the house broken. True stories of renovation, romance, and regret. See, the backstory is in the 1980s, my husband and I bought this fixer-upper of a house because we were pretty much addicted to this old house on PBS. But that was back in the day when, like, Bob Vila and the team bought these houses in Boston for like a dollar and then they renovated them and then they, you know, improved the neighborhood. So we were like, yeah, when the time comes for us to buy a house, that's what we're going to do. We did. And unfortunately we did not have a crew. We did not have Norm. We did not have Tommy, you know, to come in and help us. It was just him and I. And 35 years later, it's still not done. But let's just, let's just push that aside. Today, I'm going to talk about Mother's Day because it's looming on the horizon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I am a mother of two wonderful people. I have a daughter and a son. And I, they are such cool people, if I do say so myself. And I, other people would agree with me. I did something right. You know, I I raised them with like, my philosophy was they are their own little humans. And I'm not supposed to try to mold them into something that I think they should be. I mean, I'm not going to relive my life through them. So my goal was to just get them to where they wanted to be in one piece. Uh, My daughter was four when my son was born. I I didn't I didn't know I was having a boy until we went to the kind of like the next to the last natal appointment because I was just like so huge the doctor thought I might be having twins so we had to have this ultrasound and okay so ultrasounds I don't know for those of you who've never had an ultrasound it's like you have to drink 64 ounces of water in like 10 minutes and not pee while you then you lay down on a table while a a technician kind of like kneads your belly with this little like microphone looking thing with this jelly on it and i'm really trying to do my darndest not to pee so as i'm sitting laying on this table trying not to pee my pants the uh the technician points to this like you know the screen and she's like she's like do you see that it's a penis. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. You know, frankly, I I didn't even recognize anything because it just it looked like one big, you know, like a schmear on a windshield. And besides that, all I wanted to do was waddle into the bathroom and like have an orgasmic release of 64 ounces of urine. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked because I don't understand boy. I don't know boy. I just thought, I thought I was going to have a girl, you know, and then we'd have, you know, a sister sibling thing. And Mark points out, he's like, well, you know, you're not alone. I'm here. I'm a boy. You know, yeah, that is true. And he's like, I'm going to help out. And yeah, okay. This time, I will not make the same mistakes as I did with the first kid. For one thing, uh, I am not going to breastfeed. I know, don't don't get on my case about this, but I'm sorry. It just wasn't for me. I hated it. I mean, I did it with the first kid, but I just, ugh, I 
No, it wasn't this magical bonding experience. And I was exhausted. Plus, I had depression on top of postpartum depression. So it just it just was not for me. It, it, so I decided that to keep everybody in the house happy and healthy and sane, that I would not be breastfeeding. And Mark would be able to help. And all would be well. I remember going to the kind of like the last appointment. And the doctor says to me, uh, so uh, have you decided about circumcision? And I'm like, wait, what? Isn't that like standard operating procedure? And he's like, oh, no, not anymore. Now you have options. I'm like, options? Oh, like, do I want it to look like an aardvark or a Darth Vader helmet? You know, I'm like, well, when was this decided? And he's like, oh, the pediatric blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, nobody told me. I didn't get the memo. Now I've got to decide on the shape of my future son's future sex life. And I can't screw this up because there's like no going back. So I, I'm agonizing over this, you know, dis- circumcision decision. And and Mark says to me, I, I don't know why you are so obsessed with this. And I go, because I want to get it right. You know, how am I going to decide this? You know, okay, this was like 1988. Back then, you know, we really didn't have, we didn't have a computer at home. The internet, the internet was like a dinner with friends. So I I asked my friend, she's a nurse, and I said, uh, I go, well, I don't know what to do. And she's like, oh, my God, by all means, do it. Because I guess she was a specialist in elder care. And she's like, you cannot believe the crud I find. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm, noted. And then my other friend, who was this kind of like earth mother hippie friend, who had given birth in some sort of a sling apparatus surrounded by candles while being serenaded by pan flutes. She's like, oh no, why would you want to mutilate your son? You know, and then she and then she's going on and she's describing this procedure and it's just it's just sounding like, you know, medieval. I thought, okay, all right, yeah, all right, we're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do it. That's that's that. And, you know, everything was was good until another thought popped into my head. I was like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Eventually, someday, my husband will take his son to the bathroom. And what if my son looks down and sees that daddy's dick does not look anything like his dick? Well, wait a minute. Is that going to be another problem? Ugh. Okay, so my mother gets wind of this whole angst I'm having, and she calls me up, and she's like, are you still home? You know, like I'm, like I'm holding this baby in on purpose. I go, yeah, I'm still here. And she says, uh, well, do you know Frank? I'm like, no. She goes, you know, he's Irene's husband. 
I'm like, yeah, this is not ringing any bells. But anyway, I just go, uh-huh, what about him? Well, he's in the hospital. Do you know why? Well, no, I don't know why. I don't even know who this Frank is. Why would I know? And she says, well, because he had a certain issue with his business. Now, when my mom says business, she does not mean a building full of employees. Business is mom speak for penis. So she says, yeah, he got this infection, and now he has to have this very painful procedure, something he should have had done when he was a baby and not when he's 78. All right, well, we'll just put that in the snippet column. I I just wasn't sure. You know, I needed, I just like, oh, my God. I was like, I need a sign. I mean, is there a saint I could pray to, saint? smegma or something? I don't know. I don't know. So I I go into labor. And of course, I have to have another C-section, not because I thought I had to have another C-section, because I I go into labor and the doctor says, well, you have to have a C-section because your labor is inefficient, which I was like, excuse me? So the baby's born and he's a big baby. He's close to 10 pounds. And, um, you know, now I got two days. I got two days to figure out snip, no snip, sporty crew neck or turtleneck, you know, anteater or Darth Vader helmet. So I'm, oh, I don't know what to do. But anyway, so I I get a visitor and it's from a friend of mine. She's She's single and she's a world traveler and I kind of live vicariously through her. And I said, ooh, uh, I go, can I ask you a question? And she's like, sure. And I said, uh, have you ever been with a guy who wasn't, you know, and I made that universal snipping motion with my fingers, you know, the scissor. And she says, uh, yeah. And I go, well, you know, how was it? And she goes, well, yeah, it was okay. And I'm like, just okay? And she goes, well, I mean, and she kind of goes into details, which I won't go into here because I'm trying to keep this podcast PG-13. And let me just say that if Bill Clinton's Willie had its Wonka, uh, that whole Monica Lewinsky thing would have never gone down, if you know what I'm talking about. So I'm like, all right, that's it. Done. Snip it. I mean, who, I mean, come on. I'm no prude. I mean, backseat, prom. So... The doctor comes in and and I I I just say yes yes I make the decision and they they wheel him away he's in this sort of like this clear little bassinet next to me he's all snug and sleeping and uh, I'm like uh, you know I I I I I hope I'm doing the right thing so they take him away and I'm just you know I'm sitting there thinking well it's just gonna be like a, a smidgen of pain. You know, even Mark's like, well, I don't remember getting circumcised. And I'm like, yeah, but subconsciously, I think you do and you blame your mother. So, okay. So it wasn't like, it could have been 30 minutes, maybe. They wheel him back in. And he, I mean, he doesn't even, he doesn't look any different. He doesn't look the worse for wear. He's still sleeping. He's all snuggly buggly. <sighs> and the doctor's like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's done. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, okay. And then I kind of, I looked at him and 
I kiss the top of his little bald head. And I'm like, you know, someday you're going to thank me. No, no, he won't. He's never going to know. Oh, unless he listens to this podcast. <laughs>